Welcome to the Journey Student Ministry Podcast. We're glad you're here. JSM exists to engage students in the process of knowing Jesus Christ. We pray that this podcast engages you and encourages you to be more like Him. Hey, it's good to see everybody. I'm glad to be with you. I'm the outreach pastor here at Journey, just in case you didn't know who I was or whatever. But hey, I I just want to share a few things with you tonight, and I hope that's okay. But first, I need to meet everybody in this room. So on the count of three, I want you to tell me your name. One, two, three. All right, I got it. Somebody somebody didn't even say their name. They just said, ah, that's pretty good. But anyway, hey, there's a lot to say about a name. There's a whole lot to say about a name. Matter of fact, there's a whole lot of wow or not so wow sometimes in a name. Tonight, in just a minute, I want to talk to you about this dude named John the Baptist. But first, I want to tell you a little bit just about me. My name's Tracy. And I want to tell you, first of all, how I got my name. So, hey, I want you to take 10 seconds before I tell you. And I want you to look at somebody next to you. And I want you, if you know, I want you to tell somebody how you got your name. Was it special? Not special? Five, five, 10 seconds. Ready? Go. 10, 9, 5, 4, 3, all right, so hey, did anybody hear something pretty cool? Raise your hand if you heard something cool. Raise your hand if you heard something funny. Let me tell you how I got my name. You ready? Here's how I got my name. Give me one. Give me two. I just wanted to try that. I think that's pretty cool. It works. All right, but anyway, hey, um, my name's Tracy, and my parents are in the hospital. I've been told this story because obviously I wouldn't remember it when I was like born because I, I didn't couldn't do that. But anyway, um, my name's Tracy. When I was born, my parents had, I have two older brothers. Jason is the oldest. The middle is Travis. Those are pretty cool dude names, right? And so for my name, for my name, you know how they, you know how I got my name? I'm I'm being dead. I'm not even making this up. My parents were looking through the phone book, going down names. Like that's how special my name is, right? They're going down the phone book, and they stopped on Tracy Dwayne. Like, really, of all the names in the phone book, you pick Tracy. Dwayne's pretty cool. The Rock, right? Dwayne The Rock Johnson, that's pretty cool. But, but Tracy. So growing up, I was really, really mad at my mom because I had a girl's name. As a matter of fact, I came home in elementary school. I came home for real, like, tugging on her, screaming, like, what is it? I was like angry. He's like elementary school. That's what happened. All throughout elementary school, I was called a girl. I got picked on. I got laughed at uh, to the point to where my brother started it, by the way. My nickname when I came home was the little lady. That was my nickname. One time I got so angry because they kept calling me the little lady over and over. I got, I'm, I'm not making any, this is all true. You can ask my mom, I'll get her on the phone right now. But listen, I, I'm, I'm like at home and my brothers start making fun of me, calling me the little lady. And what do I do? I pick up a golf club. And I'm so mad, I'm screaming, I'm like, like this and I'm swinging it at them like stop and I'm trying to hit them with it and they're like pretty quick well another time I got so mad I broke out a BB gun I pumped that that bad boy like 10 times and I had them running across the backyard 
because they called me the little lady so much. I just got picked on. There's a lot in a name. I bet if I were to ask you, you could share some stories, maybe a couple of you about your name or something that happened with your name or some way you might have got picked on or how you got your name. There's all kind of stuff in a name. Matter of fact, let me do this. I'm going to call out a few quick names. And as soon, whatever comes to your mind when I call out this name, I want you to just, you don't, don't have to scream it, but just say whatever comes to mind really quick, like you have a second to do it. You ready? 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 Satan. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right. Um, how about this one? The Rock. Johnson. Muscles. Ripped. All right. All right, here's another one. Give me one. Give me two. All right, here's one more. You ready? Here's one more. Cardi B. Somebody back there was like, yeah. All right, how about LeBron James? Somebody's like, yeah. All right, here, hey, here's a cool one right here. You ready? Whatever comes to mind, one, one word, one phrase. You ready? Patrick Gallimore. Woo! Amazing, right? He's awesome. That's good stuff. Hey, there's a lot. There's a lot in a name. There's a lot of wow or not so wow in a name. As a matter of fact, my reputation as a girl changed into a reputation as I grew up because I didn't want to follow Jesus in my life at a point. It changed to being a reputation that wasn't so great of a rebel. Of anything you could think of, Tracy would do it. He didn't care. I grew up in church. I grew up doing the church stuff. But anything I could think of to do, that's what I did. And I didn't care. And so my reputation was a pretty not-so-wow reputation. In elementary school, it was being picked on. Not-so-wow. I mean, that dude's name is Tracy. He's a dude, right? And then... I grew up and it wasn't such a great name. Maybe you have a good name. Maybe you have what you think is a bad name. But I want to tell you about one of the greatest names that's ever been out there. And besides Jesus, this is the greatest man who ever walked the face of the earth. Did you know that? That Jesus himself said this about this dude named John the Baptist. Let me tell you a little bit about his birth. Okay, so I'm going to read a statement, and after I read it and I look up, I want you to say, wow. But I'm going to keep talking, so right after you say, wow, keep listening. You ready? John the Baptist's birth was foretold 700 years before it happened. Right? All right? He was born to parents. This is kind of crazy wow, but he was born to parents who were really, really old-like like grandparents or great-grandparents' age, like they were really old. Wow, I guess. All right, check this out. His mom and his dad, this is kind of weird. I might have to explain it real briefly, but his mom and his dad came from uh, a priestly tribe, all right? So in the Old Testament, you had priests. They were like high priests, and the priests, what they did, let me, let me explain this. Are y'all following me? Say priest. priest. All right, what a priest did was they were the only ones who could look at a lamb. They had to sacrifice lambs to be forgiven of their sins in the Old Testament because Jesus hadn't come yet, right? So they had to sacrifice. The priest was the only one that could look at a lamb and call it blameless and perfect before it got sacrificed. So just remember that, all right? So John the Baptist 
His mom and dad were from the priestly tribe or the line of, of Aaron. Y'all remember Moses, Aaron, right? Moses, Aaron in the Old Testament, the whole story of Moses. They came from that line, that lineage of Aaron. And so that meant John was from a priestly line. You're like, what in the world are you saying, dude? Let me give you the wow. You ready? And then we'll move on. This is not really kind of what I want to say, but there's some wow stuff in this. In the Old Testament, lamb sacrifices for sin had to be perfect. And only a priest could make this judgment. And here comes John the Baptist, birth foretold 700 years before, that he was going to come and make and pave the way for Jesus, the perfect Lamb of God, to die on the cross for the sins of all of you. So John the Baptist is a pretty stinking wow name. And the reason for that is because he was the only one that was fit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit before he was even born. And the, his entire life, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he came just to point people to Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but that's a pretty stinking wow thing that his purpose in life was to be born just to point people and declare. Matter of fact, he saw Jesus coming one day and here's what he said. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the perfect spotless Lamb, Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's what he came to do is to... And so when John was born, i got to calm down. I'm getting excited. But listen, I want to tell you about the goat, the greatest of all time. Jesus himself said John the Baptist was the goat, the greatest of all time. He said it, and we're going to look at it in a little bit, but here's what he said. Among those that have ever lived, John the Baptist is the greatest. That's what he said. Jesus himself literally, in his own words, called John the Baptist the goat. So let me tell you a little bit about just some of the wow of his life. And the reason I want to tell you a little bit about John the Baptist's life and how amazing God used him is because I believe there's some of you in here, you think you're too young, but God wants to use you and he can use you in some awesome ways. So we all just give me a couple more minutes and let me share a couple of ways that God can use you through John the Baptist's life and what we can learn of it. John the Baptist was the goat because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Like he didn't just have the Holy Spirit. If you know Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. But the Bible tells us that John the Baptist was full of the Holy Spirit. There's a difference. You have the Holy Spirit, but you're not always filled with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist was always filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us. And you're like, what is that? What does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, the Bible tells us in Galatians, it's right there on the screen, that the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So let me just stop right there and let me just share something with you. John the Baptist, everywhere he went, John the Baptist, like, he was weird, right? Like, he kind of, like me, he's kind of weird, but he was out in the wilderness preaching pointing people to Jesus, and he wore camel's hair, and he ate locusts and honey. That's pretty weird if you ask me. But his life is what's amazing and what's a wow thing to me. His life is amazing, and here's why. He's out there preaching. All these people are coming to him, and no matter who he meets, no matter who he talks to, no matter who he's preaching to, he's always got the fruit of the Spirit. 
He's always loving them. He's always filled with joy. He's always got peace. Like, let me, if I were to stop right now, and, and y'all would be lying if you raised your hand, so I'm just go ahead and tell you, don't raise your hand. But if I were just to ask, like, who in here is all the time filled with the Holy Spirit? Nobody could raise their hand. But if John the Baptist were sitting right in the back there, he'd be like, right here, man, me. And he wouldn't be prideful about it. We'll talk about that in a minute, too. But John the Baptist was the goat. Now, listen, we're, like, when it comes to mind, we were talking about earlier when we think of names. When we think of John the Baptist, I think it's one of the things that I see in Scripture that's amazing to me is that he's filled with the Holy Spirit. But if I were to ask something like this, like if I were to get all your friends in this room. <clears throat> now, hear me out. All the people that know you, you don't have to be close to them. You might not even like some of these people that you know. So they could say anything, right? And I got them all in this room. Everybody that you've ever come across, talked to, spoken to, said a nice or a mean word to, and I got them all in this room. And then I say your name, like, like Tracy. And they all yelled out the first thing that come to mind. What would people say? Don't tell me, but think about it. What would people say? Would they say, that dude right there is a punk. Or would they say, that girl is the nicest girl I ever met. Or would they say, she's always smiling. Or would they say, she's always looking at me like I'm stupid. She's always talking about somebody. She's always negative. He's always doing this, right? So there's a lot to say about your name too. Like people see you and the way you live and the way you talk and what you do every single day. Am I right? They know everything. People are always watching you and they see all of this stuff. And, and when everybody saw John the Baptist, they saw all the good things. When they see you, when, you're, when you go home, if I were to call up your mom or your dad or, or somebody like that in your life and I were to say, hey, you, you got to be totally honest. You can't take up for them or anything. Tell me about it. Would they say, I mean, always talking back, always yelling always rebellious, always like he doesn't even, she doesn't even care. I mean, my goodness, I don't even know what to do anymore. And when they start weeping on the phone, like, Oh my God, I don't know what to do. All right. Sorry. I went a little bit too far right there. Um, but listen, your name says a lot. What is it saying? When people think about your name and you, what do they say? What do they think? John the Baptist, when they thought about him, they were like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That dude got it all. That dude is the whole package. He's awesome. What you fill up with, hear this and we'll move on. What you fill up with is what eventually is going to come out. You fill up on all kind of stuff. You're filling up on social media. You're filling up on TikTok. You're filling up on videos or internet or YouTube or all these things. Like we fill up on good things and bad things, right? And I'm not saying all those things are bad, but what we fill up with is eventually what's going to come out. If you fill up your life with friends who are always taking you away from Jesus and pulling you down, eventually you're going to be just like those friends, if you're filling up with stuff you shouldn't be looking at, addictions, things that have control over you that you can't seem to kick, eventually that stuff's going to play out somehow in your life. 
in your words or your actions or the way you treat people or maybe the way you treat the opposite sex. It's just true. I'm just telling you the reality of that. So what you fill up with is eventually what's going to come out. I want to encourage you tonight. One thing you can start doing is if you got like if you're depressed, I want you to pray and I want you to say, Lord, I'm depressed. Can you give me more joy because the fruit of the spirit is joy? Can you help me? And listen, you can't muster up the fruit of the spirit on your own. You can't do it on your own in order to be used by God and for your attitude and things to change, you need the help of God. You need God's Holy Spirit to help you. So you need to say, hey, I'm addicted to this thing. I'm addicted to this this, um, internet. I'm addicted to this social media. Lord, help me to have a little bit more self-control. Lord, I'm not at peace. I need a little bit more peace. Lord, I don't love this person the right way. Help me to love them the right way. The fruit of the Spirit. And John the Baptist, what was wow about his life is that's what he did. That's how he lived. And he filled up on God and the Holy Spirit. And you know what came out? The fruit of the Spirit. What you fill up on is eventually what's going to come out. What are you filling up on and what can you start doing tonight to change that, to make it a good thing? The second thing that's awesome about John the Baptist's life is he was humble. He was really humble. So he's out there preaching, right? He's out there and he's telling everybody about Jesus and he's pointing the way and he's telling them like, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus is coming. He's, he's, he's going to die on the cross for your sins. Like he is the way to heaven. He is the only way to be saved. He's telling them all this stuff. And they're coming out, and I mean, literally, like crowds upon crowds are coming out to him. And to the point to where, like, when down here, like at the little temple church, where all the teachers of the Bible were, there was nobody there. They were all going out to the wilderness to listen to John. I mean, that dude was popular, man. Like, when I was a teenager, I'd like to be like him. Like, my dad used to say, I don't follow the crowd, son. The the crowd followed me. That's what he used to say to me. I didn't follow everybody else. They followed me. Man, John the Baptist, they were following him out to listen to him preach, to listen to what he had to say. And there were crowds upon crowds until the point to where the other teachers of the Bible, the Old Testament teachers, they got really mad. You know what they did? They got a team together, right? They got a team together. And they went out and they wanted to ask him some questions because they were mad. See, John was humble. John wasn't trying to compete. John wasn't trying to be somebody. He was just trying to do what God called him to do. But what ends up happening, let me, let me tell you a, a quick, uh, about this quick video that I watched and we'll move on to the scripture. There's this video I watched and it's LeBron James and they're interviewing him, right? He's a really good basketball player. He is like one of the greatest of all time in the game, period. So LeBron James is watching this video and he's doing or um, he's watching this thing and they ask him a question about it. He said, yeah, that right there. I don't know what he was watching, but here's what he said. That right there is what made me the greatest of all time. And then the video kind of edits and it shows Michael Jordan watching LeBron James say that's what made me the greatest of all time. And here's what Michael Jordan does. And you know what happens? 
They start competing. No, I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. And they get all of us involved that like basketball. No, I'm the greatest that ever played the game. I'm the greatest that ever played the game. And they get all this popularity contest going. And you know what? That's what we do a lot of times. Did you know you do it too? I don't know how you do it. I don't follow you around and watch your life. But you know what happens? We get caught up in groups. We go to school and we get caught up in a certain group. We go to church and sometimes, if we're not careful, we get caught up. Look, you sit with whoever you want to sit with. I'm not talking about how you're sitting tonight or sitting with your small group. I'm just saying in general, I know teenagers. I have two teenagers. I know how it works. I hear their stories when they come home, when they talk about all the drama that's happened at school that day or on the team or whatever's going on. And here's what happens. They come in and they start going, so-and-so just, just walked by me and just like this today. Right? That's what they say. Um, and we start competing. We start putting other people down to make our group or ourselves feel better. Am I right? Like in general, most of the time, that's what we do. We start putting everybody else down and really it's an insecurity in our life. And we try to make ourselves feel better and, and make ourselves like be one up and look better and dress better or whatever better. And we get into these competition things. You know what that's called in a nutshell? It's called pride. So John the Baptist, let me tell you what's amazing about him and the wow about him. He's out there preaching. And this team of people, they get mad. They're like, they ain't coming to hear us anymore. We got to go confront him because they need to be listening to us. It's a competition all of a sudden. There's pride welling up. And they go out to him, and here's what they say. They say, um, it's right here, this is the testimony of John. That's another way of saying, if we were going to sum up John's life, we'll tell you in this one sentence. This is what his life was all about. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed. What did he say? The first three words, what does it say? I I am not. All right. Now, remember that because I'm going to ask you to say that again. They said, are you the Christ? And he said, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, what then? Are you Elijah? And he said, what? He said, I am not. And then they're like, are you the prophet? And he answered what? No. No. Good try. But he said, no. So, So the people come out to John and they're like, man, who are you? Like, who do you think you are? coming in on our territory. Like, that's the, the, what their idea was. And, and they're like, are, are you Jesus? And he's like, I'm not. Nope. Are you Elijah? I'm not. No. Are you the prophet? No. You know what he was saying? It's not about me. Like, I'm not trying to be somebody. I'm not trying to make something out of myself where everybody looks at me and goes, ooh, look at him. John the Baptist was humble. It wasn't all about him. If he saw LeBron and Michael arguing about it, he would probably just be like, man, shake his head and walk off. Pray for him. Because that's not what any of this is about. Like, that's not what any of it's about. And so he was humble. In John 3.30, here's what John the Baptist, the same dude said, he, that's Jesus. Here's what he said. He must increase. And I must decrease. When I'm out here preaching, I'm not preaching me. 
I'm telling people about Jesus, the Savior of the world. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Don't look at me. Look at Jesus. That's, that's what his life was all about. He was humble. Humility helps us see ourselves for who we really are. Humility helps us see ourselves for who we really are. Raise your hand if you've never sinned in your life. You've never messed up. Man. See, like we're all on the same level. We're, we're, not, like we're nothing. We mess up. Nobody's better than another. What I struggle with in my life, you may not. But what you struggle with, I might not. But everybody's got a flaw. Everybody's got something wrong with them, right? You agree with that? So that's one thing that humility does is it helps us get real with ourselves and realize that we are really nothing. And then when we compare ourselves with everybody else, it really doesn't matter because we're always going to have something wrong. So all it's going to do is go back and forth and it's not going to matter. But when we look at Jesus, who's perfect, all of us are in the same boat. We all are messed up. And we can just put ourselves in that category and say, well, there's nothing great about me. The only thing great about me is Jesus who saved me. The only thing great about me is this God who came into my life and made a way for me to be forgiven of my sin and not to have to have the guilt of it anymore in my life whatsoever. All those things I struggle with, all the bad things that I've ever done, Jesus took care of when he came and died on the cross. And so instead of just making it all about me and trying to have all these things going on and, and, and competitions happening, John the Baptist said, I'll just point to Jesus because there's nothing good about me. He was humble. That was make, what made him the goat. And the third thing about him is that he pointed people to Jesus. What made him the goat, what made it a wow thing when I read about John the Baptist's life in the Bible was that he pointed people to Jesus. Like he did it in such a way that they said to him, who are you? And he said, I'm not, I'm not, no. And then you know what he said? They said, well, what then? Right after that, here's, here's what he said. I'm just a voice. I'm just a dude that's crying out here in the wilderness, looking weird, wearing camel's hair and eating locusts. And I'm just a dude out here saying, make straight the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to make it all about him. I want him to be glorified. I want him to have first place in my life. I want all of that to happen in my life. I want him first. Like, can I just tell you how he pointed people to Jesus? Did you know that it's such a wow thing? It's such an amazing thing that it comes all the way to today. That John the Baptist's legacy comes right to this very moment today in the present. If you haven't heard anything else, just listen to this last bit and I'm done. John the Baptist reached this disciple dude. Y'all ever heard of this dude named Andrew in the Bible? Raise your hand if you ever heard of Andrew, right? He reached this dude, disciple named Andrew for Jesus Christ. He told him about the Messiah. Andrew runs off and finds one of his good buddies named Peter. You ever heard of Peter? Raise your hand if you heard of Peter. All right. He finds one of his really good buddies named Peter and Peter learns of the Messiah. 
And Peter starts telling other people about Jesus. Now listen, because I'm about to tell you some crazy stuff that it would take a long time to figure out if you just tried to think of it. Like the first thing is this. Peter was reached by Andrew. Andrew was reached by John the Baptist. Now listen, Peter starts preaching. Peter in Acts 2 preaches at this thing called Pentecost. And in one day, 3,000 people get saved. That's pretty crazy. 3,000 people come to know Jesus. And then he goes on, and uh, there's this person that gets healed, this lame person that gets healed right outside the temple. And then Peter preaches, and right from that moment on, it started to spread, and 5,000 people get saved. And then he moves in this town called Liger, and then he moves in this other town, and it says every person in those two towns gets saved. Peter was reached by Andrew, who was reached by John the Baptist, John the Baptist's legacy is starting to get stinking crazy because what he did in reaching Andrew and then Andrew reaching Peter is starting to spread around the entire world. And we come to Acts 10. We come to Acts 10 and there's this dude named Cornelius. And Peter goes and talks to Cornelius and Cornelius says, I want you to come preach to the Gentiles. If you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. So if you're in this room and you're not a Jew, you would be called in the Bible times. And today you would be called a Gentile if we were using biblical terms. You're a Gentile. And Peter preaches to the Gentiles and the Gentiles start getting saved. And that comes all the way up through over 2,000 years to right here in this room that the very reason you can hear about Jesus Christ, the very reason you can be saved today if you put your faith in Jesus Christ is because of this wow moment of John the Baptist telling Andrew and Andrew telling Peter and Peter preaching to the Gentiles, which comes all the way down the gospel message when Jesus died on the cross it comes right here in this room to you right now and I and maybe you don't but I think about that story and I just go wow John the Baptist was the goat Jesus said that he was the goat I tell you this is what Jesus words were among those born of women none is greater than John. Yet, now listen, he was the greatest of all time. You know, what, you know what he goes on to say? Jesus goes on to say, and if you're in this room and you can hear me, I'm speaking what Jesus said. This is not coming from me. He said, you can be the goat. You can be even better than John the Baptist. What? I thought he was the greatest person to ever lived. Listen, yet the one who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. Wow. So it all comes to you right here, right now. Let me ask you an honest question and I'll be done. What are you going to do? Like, you can start by saying, Jesus, fill me with your spirit and help me to turn my life over to you. I need you. Help me to like get serious about this Christian life thing and not just keep like going through the motions. I really want to follow you. And you can humble yourself and you can say, you know what? I'm not all that great. The best thing I could do is just humble myself and start living for you. And did you know the best kind of a friend you can have in this room or outside of this room is a friend that points you to Jesus. 
You know, the best thing you could ever do in your life is point people to Jesus, like John the Baptist did. I'm going to tell you real quick about a pizza. Everybody in here's life is, is like a pizza. And I'm, I'm going to be done. We got all these slices, right? So tonight, if you're here tonight, you came to your youth group slice, your JSM slice of pizza. Right? And then you'll go home to your home slice of pizza. And tomorrow, if you're on whatever day they go, you'll go to your school slice of pizza. And then you have your friend slice and your social media slice and, you know, all these different slices of pizza. But Jesus, like, like we come to church and we say, okay, that slice is gone. I'm done with that slice for the week. And then we go home. And so we did the church slice. And then we go on to our friend slice and we did the friend slice. And we compartmentalize everything like separate. And, and I want to share something with you. I know it's pizza. But it's pretty profound if you'll understand it and let it apply to your life when you walk out of here tonight. Jesus doesn't just want a slice of your life at church tonight. He wants all of you. Now listen, Jesus wants to be the crust of the pizza. So when you come to church, that slice is the foundation of it, is the crust. And when you go hang out with your friends, the foundation of that slice of pizza is the crust. You want to make decisions based on what Jesus would do because that's the foundation of your life. And when you go home, the way you treat your parents, because the foundation of that slice of pizza is, the, is Jesus Christ, then you want to treat your parents the way the Bible tells you to treat your parents and the way God calls you to treat your parents. So you got all kinds of slices that you go everywhere in this way and that way and the other. But Jesus wants to be the foundation of your life tonight. And tonight you can make a decision to follow him. Or you can make a decision to say, man, I just want this piece. I want the foundation to be him in this area of my life. Maybe you need to humble yourself. Maybe you need to ask him to help you with a struggle that you have. No matter what it is, he can help you tonight. If you'll just call out to him. Talk to a leader. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for what we can learn through your word and through John the Baptist, the life of John the Baptist. And the only thing he ever wanted to do was point to you. And I pray that everybody in here is pointed to you tonight and that you're glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Journey Student Ministry Podcast. If you need help taking your next steps, email our team at jsmnextsteps at journeycommunity.net.